RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, everybody, what's up? My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for joining me here on Tara Buster. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. And we are on GDPR Revolution 99, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, um, where are all those other places. Um, Twitch, that's another one. So let's see. Do me a favor. Give the show a review on iTunes. That helps if, uh, I mean, of course, I'm, I'm really pushing for patrons. We have to get more patrons. That's just the bottom line. For this show to stick around, we have to get a steady group of uh, supporters to become patrons. I don't know. I'm just deciding. It's maybe one day. I don't know. We'll have to do more patron-only events. We'll have to do not just more. We'll have to start patron-only uh, events. We haven't done any because... We don't have a lot of patrons yet, so I was I don't want to have a patron event and nobody comes. <laughs> so that's my fear. It's like you you make a party and nobody comes, and then you you're devastated for for life. And it's sort of like the, the same thing that happened when I opened up the phones one night and uh, nobody called. So I haven't opened the phones since. <laughs> so. Maybe I'll open the phones again. I'll, 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 uh, not tonight though, because I haven't set the phones up. So, um, you know, maybe I'll get over that, my, my pain. Uh, we got a lot of pain to get over. And that's why we meet here every Saturday evening, because we'll get over it together. That's, this is what we, I, we, we always say. We, we stick together, we win. And that is how we will win. We're going to win. Um, I know it seems, really bleak and I get I get depressed sometimes about the state of the world I start thinking what's the point why am I bothering why am I why can't I be like some friends that I know that just turn off the TV and stop reading anything with Trump or Republicans they just they just tune it out and they go out and they uh, go apple picking or whatever meanwhile uh, we're go we're spiraling into fascism, but I I've never been able to do that. I've never been able to turn off what's going on because it it's all connected. It uh, if you're not, um, as they say at the table, you're on the menu. So they that's what they want us to do is to turn off everything and not not even show up. Don't show up to vote. Don't show up and, to your local community meetings or get involved and know what's going on because that, they like that. They want to be able to do whatever the hell they want to you. And honestly, they've, they've been able to do that. Be- oh, man, hold on a second. You know, I, I don't know if you heard that. Stupid. Uh, I have some internet web browser. Internet web, of course. The web. I have some browsers open. And one of some one of them just started blasting a commercial in my ear. Don't you hate that? Like they just all of a sudden a, an ad pops up, but and starts blaring at you. But that's just the way it is. I understand they got to pay the bills too, right? 
I'm trying. I, I whine about, not whine. I ask politely to become a patron. Um, all right, so, and donate. You can donate. The other thing you could do is, um, is buy some merch from our store. And so go to RDT Daily or the RDT Daily Facebook page, which has almost, we're just shy under 150,000 likes. We also have a fans page, which doesn't have as many people in it, but you can join that too. That's a more intimate page where you can post your own stuff, your own stories. And I'm there. Other people are there. And we will, we, we get together. We connect like-minded people and it's also a place to share what's going on and how we can move forward together it's for people we all i mean this is what i i like about this community too we're we're we are politically engaged and um i feel well it's not, it's not that uh, it's not just a feeling it's a fact that if you're not it's um what's that that uh bert bert um that brecht quote I wish I had that uh, quote. Hold on. Politics. Let me see. Yeah, here we go. I think I've read this quote on the air before. But it's, uh, this is Bertolt Brecht. The worst illiterate is the political illiterate. He doesn't hear, doesn't speak, nor participates in political events. He doesn't know the cost of life, the price of the bean, of the fish, of the flour, of the rent, of the shoes, and of the medicine all depend on political decisions. The political illiterate is so stupid that he is proud and swells his chest saying he hates politics. The imbecile doesn't know that from his political ignorance is born the prostitute, the abandoned child, and the worst thieves of all, the bad politician, corrupted and flunky of the national and multinational corporations. I mean, drop the mic there. That is, that's the, that's us in a nutshell. We, we're not, I mean, we're not the political illiterate. We understand that. That is what we get in a nutshell. And, you know, I like, I like apple picking too. Don't, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's great to just turn off and tune out for a minute and a half. But let's not all tune out at the same time, and uh, certainly not on Election Day, because I fear, I really do think that this moron, this, this, mo- this monster, this greed-centered ghoul, this corrupted flunky of national and multinational companies and autocrats will get reelected, and... Trump is all, uh, he's out there fear-mongering constantly. Oh, uh, last week he said that windmills give you cancer. That horrible windmill cancer disease that uh, is running rampant all over places with windmills. This is what, but do you understand that people will believe that? That's why he is a monster. He's not, he's not smart, you see. He is weak. He's taking, he takes the weak road. And that's why he hates democracy. And I've said it for years because it's true. The fact is, Republicans hate democracy. They always have. They are, they, we have a, the, the, a tension 
between, it's not, you know, the conservatives, honestly. It's a conservative rose by any name stinks. So whether they call themselves whatever, Tories or Republicans or whatever, they're the, it's conservatism. It's conservatism and progressivism and liberalism, right? So balance, it's always been a tension. Liberals want and have advocated for, and progressives. That's why I say this country was founded by progressives. This is a, a, a radical liberal idea that we could govern ourselves without kings and aristocracy. But Republicans, on the other hand, are the uh, antithesis of that, and they, they don't believe in democracy. It doesn't matter, Democrat, constitutionally limited democratic republic, okay? If you want to get te- technical, that's what we got here. But they don't believe in self-governance. They don't want you to go to the polls and vote. And as you see what's going on now, we have this weak-ass autocrat, wannabe dictator, squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes, right? Um... That doesn't seem, that never bothers Republicans. It doesn't bother them that even, even during Bush v. Gore, it didn't bother them that whether they won the election legitimately, that which they did not. But George Bush was another illegitimate president. So it, didn't, it doesn't bother them that they win on uh, the basis of their ideas. They just want power. They want the power to squeeze the life out of democracy and leave it in the dustbin of history. And all the while, they'll be waving their flags and singing teary-eyed renditions of America the Beautiful. That's what we're up against. And there will be a whole lot of people Millions of them, in fact, as you can see, would just, I, I can't even believe that he got one vote, much, much less however many million people vote, people that you know voted for this idiot, a con man, right? But it doesn't matter that he's completely unfit. It's not just him, though. It's, it's, he's just the symptom of the sickness. The, the Republican Party, we're all sitting around waiting for them to finally be, stand up to him. And anybody uh, who says anything, oh, I, I disagree with uh, Trump's latest tweet. It's, uh, that was very inappropriate. It's like, oh, breaking news. Lindsey Graham finally says, like, who cares? No. Um, Lindsey Graham, it's, they're not, they don't do anything to stop him. They like what he's doing, and what, is, what he's doing dis- and, and, uh, is stacking the courts and, uh, and undermining democracy as a whole. And that's always been the Republican agenda. They don't care, as long as they have power, because that's how weak-ass they are. Because they're so weak, they, they need to have their privilege to, in order to... to uh, I guess I guess I guess they're so inadequate. They need a uh, uh, to cheat. They need a head start constantly. They cannot meet anyone squarely on the field field of ideas. You know what I mean? So they're so they're so. I mean, we, we're supposed to um, always kind of kiss their ass, which is what is so annoying about the uh, so many 
annoying Republicans, but not just Republicans. Now this this I was just uh, what brought to mind when I just said that was Howard Schultz. Speaking of, he's not a Republican. He's running. I I don't know. Is he running as a Democrat? I I don't know. He's he's or an independent, right? We're supposed to. He's a person of means. He wants us. He he doesn't want to be disrespected, right? Um, but he uh, because he's he feels um, the the plebs are they're too uppity against. We should really thank him for creating jobs. He's a job creator. When it doesn't, um, I I have news for you, Howie. If somebody doesn't can't afford to buy a five dollar cup of coffee, you ain't getting uh, going nowhere. But the fact is, but when you get to the point where where Howie is, the, um, the entire game is rigged in his favor. So you, when you ha- and don't tell me that he, Howie and Starbucks or whatever didn't have any any government subsidies or tax breaks. I mean, we have companies. Amazon, for example, paid zero in taxes. You paid more in taxes than Amazon, who who drives on our roads. They use our human, uh, our fellow Americans to fill their boxes to get it to people's doorsteps in two days. And that's another story as because they, the, uh, the way that Amazon is treating their employees, another, well, I thought I had that article, but um, I'll get it. I'll get it eventually. Um, anyway, but you know what I'm saying? They, uh, this whole notion of uh, us having to pay homage to capitalism is really tedious and tiring. Um, but, so I guess I'll go, I'll go into this. Because a couple of things I want to talk about today is obviously Trump's authoritarianism, which is, is really uh, full to- tilt boogie going on now. It's the his freak flag is flying proudly. And that is because he's a weak ass, little whiny, little greed centered trust fund, little Lord Font Font who hasn't earned a legitimate buck in his life. And his entire family is the same way. His the 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 Trump crime family business is uh, is fraud. So. But and the other thing I want to talk about that and uh, the what happened this and I guess I could start with this but this week was that um, I don't know if you saw uh, that Joe Scarborough uh, of course I it's not the um, let me just roll back for a second the authoritarianism and it's sort of the divide and conquer this is what's going on it's by with Trump. Attacking immigrants and attacking um, the rep- the new representative Omar, who he's basically uh, committing stochastic terrorism against her by tweeting out the uh, conflating her words, which uh, uh, she's where she's and in case you don't know, she said um, something about. She was giving a speech to the uh, Ilan Omar. Let me see. Let me see. She was giving a speech to the, where is it? The Islamic something or other. I know I should. Hold on. Hold on, guys. La-da-dee, la-da-doo. 
Let's talk amongst yourselves. Anyway, she uh, was giving a speech. I don't know. You know what I'm saying. And said some people did something, and then all of us got blamed. And uh, she, they conflated that with um, the fa- saying that she, she's un-American. And it's, uh, these right-wingers are like rabid dogs on a chicken wing. They were like that about her anyway. And... AOC and um, the, all the new female Congress, Democratic Congresswomen, they don't like them because they're women, for one thing. And they're also, they're, 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 they're threatening. They threaten the male hierarchy, the, the patriarchy, the capitalist, uh, um, the, the, that whole system that Fox News depends on. The, the aggrieved old white male power structure. That's what they represent. And they also represent the changing demographics of this country. And that's why I can't, I mean, so I say this all the time. That's why I hate Republicans. I, it's, it's not just, it's, I hate them for all these things. It never ends. It's boundless. It's bottomless. That they are, they, they talk about, individualism, right? Republicans are such rugged individuals. But just try being an individual in the Republican Party and you see what you got. Try showing up there in uh, a, a Muslim headdress or whatever. I'm sorry, I don't know. what I'm not uh, up on the religious terminology. But um, try walking in there as an individual, being something different in the Republican Party. A hijab, right? Is that what it's called? Right. Um, Try walking in there, um, you know, with your boyfriend, hand in hand, or your girlfriend, I mean, two two males, hand in hand, or two women. Well, they'll like that. They'll like that. Uh, they'll think it's you're your being a lesbian, unless your one is like extremely butch, right? And then the, uh, I mean, go in there, two butch lesbians make out at the Republican convention. See what happens to you. Or at a Trump rally. I mean, if you have, if you have the spine and you don't mind them spitting at you and screaming at you and kicking at you and throwing you out into the street and assaulting you, then, um... That, that's what you're up against. That's the, that's the party of rugged individualism. But what they really mean is that they're, they're cranky old white men who want an, an excuse, who, who play tough. It's sort of like they, they live in this world of uh, fantasy where they're, they're a maverick, right? They're so mavericky. Even that maverick John McCain, he was such a maverick, but he still voted for Trump's uh, agenda. Uh, again and again and again. So he 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 saved Obamacare by a hair, right? For uh, but his his excuse was he did it because it was they were going against regular order, not because they were going to kick millions of Americans off of health care. What limited health care they actually had, but no, he was going. Okay, fine. Regular order is out the door. I think that the time of regular order is gone. And the, the Democrats, honestly, with um, 
I, I know what is so irritating that when I'm watching all of this unfold is thinking about Nancy Pelosi saying that, um, that Trump is not worth the time to impeach or whatever. He's not worth it. He's not worth it. What is, it's not about him. It's about law and democracy and saving this goddamn country from, from, from a, a fascist dictatorship, for Christ's sake. It's not about him. Oh, there's no collusion, no obstruction, no collusion, no obstruction. Bullshit. Bullshit. And now the, he's, he's uh, going after the, sir, they're, of course, they're, they're, they're literally selling shirts at uh, Trump's campaign site of Obama peeking through bushes like he's being like Trump is being surveilled by Obama and if that's that was the case uh, the FBI were they were investigating the Trump campaign because they were meeting in secret with Rus- Russian agents and they were trying to set up back channels of communications with Russian agents uh, all of them met with uh, different, ki- different nefarious actors from a, an authoritative, uh, authoritarian dictatorship of Russia um, and forgot about it? Uh-oh. Oh, this Francis. <laughs> I'm sorry. Francis, my cat, is sitting. He's, uh, he startled me. Um, so you know what I'm saying? It's, uh, yeah, and if they weren't surveilling him, then we should be we should be even worse uh, wor- as far as worry is concerned. So um, that's what we're talking about here. And anyway, so what do I start with? What was I going to say? Let's just, I guess because I, I just started on that. Let me just start with that because I also wanted to talk, whatever, it doesn't matter. This show is all over the place. We do, we need an executive producer, but... Um, that's not going to happen until we get patrons. You know what I'm saying, people? So until that day, we will have to muddle through together like this in a, in a, in a giant whirlwind of my tangents that go on and on. So, um... I also want to say one thing, um... Other thing. I'll get more details later. I'm going to be... A speaker. Can you believe this? Uh, I'm not just a speaker. I'm on a panel in uh, at an event in August. I think it's actually the Labor Day weekend. So if you're in New Jersey or in the New York area, I'll I'll get more details. I'll probably I'll put it up on the site and all this. You come to this event. It's called uh, Myth Informed. Is very excited to host me at the Mines event, Mines, New Jersey. And I'm going to be on a panel with a libertarian, all these different people. It's supposed to create dialogue, a libertarian. I mean, it's going to be funny, honestly. Me, libertarian, conservative, Republican, you know, I guess I'm the flaming lefty of the group. And 
to uh, my discussion will be on immigration. We'll be just debating immigration. So we'll have some of them will will hate immigrants, I suppose, and like like their master commands. And then there'll be me, who's a normal person who is f- mentally capable of functioning in a democracy, in a in a diverse democracy, in a in a a grand experiment of in liberal democracy that was based on an idea, not just blood and soil, like these Trump supporters like to like to chant when they're rallying with tiki torches because they can't get a date with a girl, right? So um, I guess it's, it'll be interesting because I don't really do well. <laughs> That's why I hate Republicans because I get so angry talking to them what how can you constantly just go back at them they're the 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 ignorance the lies the it's 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 hard it's hard to uh i don't do debate well debate what do you why you got to debate that anyway that's another thing we gotta we are a nation of immigrants i'm sorry i'm sorry you don't like that and um even twitler's damn mother wasn't born here in this country and came over here and uh, had her anchor babies. And um, what? Uh, uh, why is that even a thing that we're debating? But, I mean, why? Because we're living in, in Trump's America, the Republican Party's America. They have control of the levers of power because uh, of cheating, gerrymandering, uh, kicking people off the voting rolls. If every Democrat went out and voted, we wouldn't have a problem. Uh, but And also if they counted every vote. The fact is, there are more of us than there are of them. And that's the other way. The other thing that I want to talk about, too, is that we're not going to win elections by getting a Republican light candidate in there, which is sort of like what the Morning Joe crew they're, they're bugging out over Bernie. And that's why I wear this Bernie shirt in homage to Bernie. Anyway, but yeah, so this is this event. I'll get, I'll, probably, I'll have more uh, info next week, but there is a, uh, the website is minds.com, M I N D S, minds. And um, yeah, that'll be something cool, I guess. And so Labor Day, Saturday, August 31st. Uh, there you could go and hang out. There's a Minds event, and come see me. But there is a price. There's a price for the whole event. It's $150. I think it's like a, the whole, the whole, um, it's like a convention of people who want to talk. I, I'll have more info. I want you to go if you're around. That'd be great. But you'll get a discount with my code, Tarabuster. It's $135. So, um, and you'll get to go to all the panels and, okay, so that's enough of that. We'll, I'll find out more info. So that's kind of cool. We'll see what we can dig up when I'm there and maybe get some, meet some people, get the, get them on as guests. We'll see what happens. You know what I'm saying? That's what Trump would say. Let's see what happens, right? As our as our dim leader will say, which is, uh, don't you think that we America deserves more than that? That's I mean, that's how much Republicans hate us. 
You know what I mean? Like, that's what, that's who they think we deserve. We deserve a con man. That's how much they disregard you. That is how much they know, they disdain the American people. Because they know Trump is a con man. They know he's a traitor. They know that he doesn't pay taxes. That he's a, a cheat. That he is a liar. A, a prolific liar who never stops lying. Who lies every time he opens his, his, his cheeseburger-encrusted mouth. So that's how much they hate us for putting him as their standard bearer and leaving him there and continuing to back him and do his dirty work. No matter what he does, there is no low, too low, for that Trump can go, that Republicans will not get down on their knees and lick up his mess right up, right up the back of his crack, these, these filthy Republicans. That's how... Dis, dishonest and how much they disdain this country, how much they never believed in the, in the grand experiment in liberal democracy. They hated it. It's annoying to them, you see. It is annoying. It gets in the way. If you have to go through, it takes, it takes time to, to, to rally support for a cause. I mean, it's so much easier to just dump your coal ash into a stream without any regard for the environment uh, or the people who live there it's, and, and not have to explain yourself than it is to go and do it right and go, to the, go through the environmental review process and, to, uh, and have an environmental impact study and maybe come up with a way to not pollute the America the beautiful you supposedly love with your filthy poisonous corporate waste, right? Especially if you can make another, an extra buck. Let's say you, you, with, if you had to, if you had to take the environment into consideration, it's just too much energy. You, you might maybe make another 15 cents on the dollar. So then F the environment. F the F America the beautiful. She I mean this is what I'm talking about. This is why Republicans if you really loved America then why don't you sh- w- prove it? Show it. You don't have to say it. And uh you, it's in your actions. Show it. Don't tell me. Show me, right? That's what they say in writing in writing school. Don't say it. Don't uh yeah, show me. Don't tell me. But why do you constantly have to, I mean, this is why they have to um, put on these over-the-top displays of patriotism, because they are so unpatriotic at the core. That's why they, they have to wave their flags and, and hug the flag. Uh, you know, I mean, next time you turn around, he might be humping it. Who knows? But that's to cover up their complete disdain for what, it, what, what this country is, what it was founded on, what they're doing to it, right, is, uh, is a crime. But that's why we, it's all this outside. They're, they like to put on a big show because it's like they're covering up. What, it's like putting, um, 
you know, it's sort of like over, overcompensating. This is what happened, uh, ha- why, uh, you know, like the one of the telltale signs of a closet case is that they're, they're homophobic. They hate gays. That's why you'll see somebody who's like so anti-gay and like Mike Pence, really, right? And, and it'll, it'll turn out, or any Republican who's voting, who votes against gay uh, equal rights for other human beings, right? Um, and because this is what the Republicans love freedom so much, they want you, they, they want to dictate uh, the correct genital combination of people forming a legal marriage contract. Do they have the appropriate combination of genitals? I don't know. I love freedom, I, but I want to know. Let's see the peepees. Put the peepees on the table. Let's go. And, the, the, you know, that's what they do. They love freedom, right? But that's why they, uh, these Republicans who are, eh, you'll find them, and you'll find them in a hotel room with a male prostitute, usually underage, and they'll, you'll look at their voting record, and it's all family this, family values, and which is code word for hating gays. And they're, uh, all throughout the years, that's their overcompensation. They don't want every, they think that they are putting people off the scent of their, the fact that they hate themselves. That's what it is. And it's the, this perfect storm. The Republicans are caught in this perfect storm of, uh, it's really kind of sad because you only have one life to live. I don't care what your your uh, stupid cloud being um, the the that myth told you. Um, no, you're not going to live in a mansion with Ben Franklin and Janis Joplin. I'm sorry. After you die, I don't know what's going to happen after you die. I, I'm not that. I, I haven't been there yet. But um, yeah, you're not going to live in a cloud. Um, uh, but so you have one life to live and you spend it hating yourself because of who you love, because you fear the, the judgment of, of other ghouls who hate themselves, uh, deep down inside. And, and instead of getting help for your manias, you go and you inflict your manias outward on other people. So, uh, if they would only not be so open, if there's other, see, that's why the gays who are in the closet hate other gays, especially those who who are constructing, uh, the ones who are making legislation. They, they don't want gay people, uh, being out in society and open and having equal rights and all that, because then that's just too damn tempting for them. You know what I mean? If they, if they uh, see people walking around like normal and they get all upset, oh my God, that's so that's so disgusting or whatever. Yeah, it's because they're they're tempted. You know what I'm saying? They they just they hate it, so they try to take away the temptations. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? And that's but that's the whole thing with Republicans. They overcompensate with their patriotism because they are very unpatriotic. They hate this country and and they hate the people in it. They hate everything about this country. They hate the foundation of the country and that we are a nation of immigrants. They hate it so much. They, they're taking the nation of immigrants, that phrase that we are a nation of immigrants, out of the Immigration and Naturalization Services uh, mission statement. 
So they, that, they, they are tr- truly trying to redefine this country. And you know what? You would think that if you look around and your biggest fans are the KKK and um, David Duke, you're getting high fives from David Duke on Twitter and uh, white supremacists who, 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 who go out and murder people uh, regularly, right? There's a, oh, I mean, not different, not murder people regularly, but different white supremacists murdering people, which is happening on a regular basis all over the globe. And they're all giving their homage to the dim leader in the, in the Republican standard bearer then you, you, you really should look at yourself, Republicans. And if you're an average American who is voting for these freaks, then you should really look at yourself as well. And you walk around and say, I, I, I don't understand how any, any average American who votes for a Republican or Twitler and can walk around and say, I'm not racist. I'm not a racist. Uh, no, you're, yes, you are, honey, because you're in league with the KKK and white supremacists and uh, the New Zealand murderer and, uh, and everybody else that, that has, uh, you know, they all have those red hats. The, the red hat is the new brown shirt, but it's an intercontinental uh, thing now. It's a statement to wear that is to basically declare, I am a racist. I'm a moron. Which is, it's the same thing. Being a racist and a moron is the same thing. you got to be small-minded and ignorant to be a racist. If you're so scared of other people. And that's all Republicans have. When, when they're scaremongering about windmills? Really, honey. Really. I'm talking to the average Republicans. Like, come on. When does it stop? When will you ever wake up? Will you ever wake up? Uh, maybe not. I guess not. And so, where was I? I was just looking at, I just realized I hadn't looked at the chat to see what was going on. How's everybody doing? Good, good. Okay, checking in. Because we do have a chat on, and we're on different um, platforms. So we're on Facebook, we're on but, and on Facebook, we're on different, we're streaming in different places, including the Mike Malloy room and uh, the Progressive Voices room and, the, of course, the Tara Buster room and the RDT Daily. So it's hard to keep up. And I just want to say something. This is, the, this is a complete aside because Facebook is annoying, all right, and we know that. So last week we had people in the chat room i didn't see this until after the show sometimes we get some what do you call it uh trolls in the in the chat room and they start their they they don't see it's like a troll like a right, a right wing troll is they don't it, they it, like any republican they don't bring anything to the table they're just irritating they're irritating little twits and I, I find it fascinating, too, because you got to think about it. So these are grown adults, males, usually, right? Even though there are women who are trolls. But they, these are, I'm looking at this one guy, okay? And uh, 
I think you have a whole window here uh, uh, onto the world. The Internet is an amazing thing. We, we can access the entire world here. And that is the face you, you, that you want to show. This is why Republicans are they're, they're just so ill-equipped to function in a modern nation, mentally, psychologically, spiritually. But anyway, so this, this person in the chat room last week, which I didn't notice until after the show, uh, had a profile. If you believe it or not, the profile was called Mark Lalamant, L-A-L-L-E-M-E-N-T, Lalamant. Will slap you with his erection. That was his name. Okay. Mark Lalament will slap you with his erection. And uh, it's a picture of this old guy. He's probably, I'm not saying this is old. He's in his, he looks like he's in his 50s. He's not, he doesn't look like he's that healthy. Like he's not fit looking. He's, he's disgusting, frankly. He's just a gross old uh, Republican, right? And he's got his tongue sticking out because he's disgusting. And I, I was looking at this person and I thought, this is, this is a grown man. Like, they, like, this is a person who's walking around right now. He may, I don't know where he do, does for a dues, what he does for a living. Um, I can't imagine it's anything important, but uh, he's certainly got a mother and. I wonder what what she would think, and and then I thought about this poor guy's mother, unless she's just as a, a disgusting person as him, which is a possibility. She created him, but what if she just tried her best and raised this person, and then this is what you get? Like I would be heartbroken if I ever went on the internet, and I don't have children, but I have nieces and nephews who I love dearly. But I went on the internet and I saw my niece or nephew doing something equally disgusting and, 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 and childishly imbecilic as well. Um, I would wonder, wow, what happened, man? I would be really heartbroken over it. But, that, but that's what I'm saying. That this is what, If uh, you don't like the show or me or whatever, like, get the fuck out, right? Go away. Go and whine on Breitbart or whatever. But uh, the, other, but the, the reason I brought it up was because I reported this, um, this particular account to Facebook. You know, I didn't think that a, that a page that said Mark Lalament will slap you with his erection as somebody's name was appropriate. And, it was, and it's kind of gross looking at this old, this old uh, pasty old white man with his tongue sticking out. And uh, they and Facebook <laughs> writes back, thanks for your report. You did the right thing by letting us know about this. We looked over the page you reported, and though it doesn't, does not go against our community standards. What? So what do you got to do? So I have been put in Facebook jail before, let me tell you, for posting something about Trump. That some little, this happened a couple of times. It hasn't happened in a while because I've been very careful. I, I, I'm always careful. I don't know what's going to offend these monsters, these little snowflake monsters. But I have been, me, I've been put in Facebook jail for seven days 
at a stretch. And this, this account that did nothing, that does nothing but come on people's pages and, uh, you know, metaphorically, and, uh, and, well, he's basically taking a dump on everybody in, uh, <laughs> and, but at, with a, an offensive name, that's okay, but, which goes to show you, you know what I mean? I was just flabbergasted. So whatever. F Facebook and the and they're all just that's the way it is with these giant conglomerations now. It's you 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 don't t- speak to a human being. There's no co- connection. I mean, it's just weird, right? Because did somebody actually review that page? I don't know. It made me wonder. But how do I get in Facebook jail? I'm trying to remember what I post. I posted a picture of Twitter, and I don't remember. I think there was some... Oh, you know what it was? Yeah, it was... There was a... It was like Halloween time, and something with Twitter on a book cover... Something... I don't know. It was somebody else's illustration, but it was like Twitter, but it looked like he was decapitated, I guess, or something, because it was Halloween. It wasn't saying that he was decapitated. It was like in a jack-o'-lantern, but the jack-o'-lantern looked like, he- and then it said something on the top. It wasn't really, I, I, when I posted it, I thought that, um, eh, this is kind of iffy, but it went up, and then I got put in jail for it. But that guy... He's running. He's running free. Oh, and another thing. Here's another thing. The RDT Daily merch store. This is another thing. We got kicked off of the Amazon. We can't use Amazon Pay, right? Because I had a shirt on there that said FCKTRMP, right? FCKTRMP. It doesn't say fuck Trump. It doesn't spell it out. That's all it says. All the vowels are removed, and. They, they barred, they, they removed the ability to use Amazon. And then I appealed it. And, and Amazon itself is actually selling that exact thing from other merchants. And they're also selling other I- items and things that actually have the word, the F word, spelled out. So I, I appealed and I was like, this is kind of ridiculous you're you're selling this shirt i don't see it's not offensive and then they have these questions what are you doing to rectify this situation what will you do in the future to make sure it doesn't happen again like f you this is why amazon needs to be broken up frankly too it's just too big why are you up my ass about this bullshit because some little snowflake some snowflake conservative got offended by and, and reported it. And they're literally selling the same exact shirt on the Amazon.com platform. And they can just come in and take that whole... I mean, it does hurt us because other you don't. some people don't want to use PayPal or they don't have their Google Pay or whatever the hell. So those are the only two things we got on there. And we, were ha- we had Amazon Pay and not anymore. So then I appealed, and within two hours, I got a response. Your appeal is denied. That's it. And you can't even, you can't even go back and be like, what? Like, why? Why is it denied? 
why are you still selling the same goddamn shirt on your platform? But anyway, you see what I'm saying? This is what we are up against constantly because it's this is the power of monopoly. The, you have this giant corporation that can just come in and squeeze you slowly so until you can't breathe so all right anyway those are my why am i why i went down this rabbit hole but anyway the republican what was i going to say the just watch this past week uh twitler showed again how completely unfit he is and he's going to get more people killed that's that's coming and I hate to say it, it is coming. And he is actually endangering the life of uh, a member of Congress. Imagine what would happen if any Democrat said anything close to what these freaks are doing. So they, uh, he attacks the, this um, representative, Omar, and then the New York Post, uh, Rupert Murdoch's rag, which is... The it's it's just um, it is I don't know why anybody would buy that. I live in New York and I it's it shouldn't be sold. It's well, I mean, I would get very mad uh, when my father would buy it, honestly, because it's like you're eating shit. You're putting bullshit directly into your head. And um, it's just this confirmation bias. That's all it is. It's turning working people against each other. And that's the, the, the one thing that the Republicans understand. They know they need propaganda. They have to get the – they got to wrap everybody around their ideology. Very, that's why they got to keep us divided and conquered. And it pisses me off how the – the these white stupid white pasty men will fall for it all the time and they will continuously vote for the republicans and my you know my father was a garbage man a new york city sanitation worker he he wasn't uh, a titan of industry or anybody he was somebody who worked his ass off for a living who woke up every day and had to haul garbage back breaking work and he voted republican you know what I'm saying? Somebody who was attacking unions. And, and if it wasn't for the union, my father wouldn't, had, wouldn't have had a pension or health care or a decent retirement or any of those things that he thought that he earned just because he was simply being uh, hardworking and American. But the fact is now those things, are they've gone away for a lot of people. It's even worse and the there's no retirement there's no uh, vacation what the hell so they need to keep us divided and they don't want people forming unions that's another thing they love this gig economy because everybody's out there scrambling for themselves there's they don't have to worry about uh hiring or benefits or anything or retirement or pensions forget pensions you forget it honey you better hope that the w- Wall Street's on a high on uh, if 
when when you retire, if you get to retire, because otherwise you're losing it all. Could you imagine you work your whole life and you lose it all, which is what happened every time that the filthy Republicans deregulate Wall Street. But they're doing it. They've done it again. And that's what they think. They, they can't seem to uh, get ahead or make a buck or whatever um, without rigging everything in their favor. So they, now they're using the ignorance. And, st- and this is how you know Republicans hate this country, because they know that they're in a like, – especially the president, the so-called president. He is the most powerful human being on the planet, okay? Think about that. We have a con man, a grifter, a greedy little narcissist who is the most powerful man on the planet, who sitting in, in well, now he's golfing, but sitting in the White House, when, whatever, when there's a camera there, but uh, ready to, he can call a military strike, send troops places, other human beings who controls other people constantly. This, this little con man. This, this liar. So he attacks um, Ilan Omar, and uh, it's ne- it hasn't stopped since she uh, first was sworn in. It's only been however many days. And uh, so it's, um, they really are, have to conflate. And this is, this is uh, how you know they hate this country, because we are a nation of immigrants. There are uh, me- a diverse... We're not all Christians in this country. We're, we are a diverse nation. And they should be using their bully pulpits to educate and unify this country. You know, e pluribus unum, not, not tear us apart, not sow ignorance, fear, hatred, and division. That's how you know they hate this country. Because while we're out here at each other's throats, they're stealing and concentrating wealth and concentrating power in their own hands. They love it. They love to keep us divided. And, and Republicans are more than happy to oblige. So, um, but it doesn't matter. Uh, everybody's saying how, hey, Trump is sowing uh, this uh, hatred against Representative Omar. She's gonna, he's going to have her killed. This is what's going to happen. She's not going to be able to work, live, walk around, do anything. How are you going to protect her wherever you go? So she's got to live in fear because she wanted to serve her country and other uh, Americans sent her to be their representative? Like, shut your filthy white supremacist mouth and let her live, for Christ's sakes. Let her do her job. Shut your mouth and if you don't like what she's saying, don't take her, her stuff out of context and intercut it with uh, images of the Twin Towers, you ghouls, because these are the same filthy Republicans who stand in the way of 9-11 funding for first responders year after year after year. How many times do these first responders have to go and beg these bitches, these filthy freaks, these greedy little ghouls? For, um, for money to help them survive for a little longer because they showed up, unlike the filthy Republicans, right, who let it happen, right? I'm not saying they – I don't know what happened, but they were – it was there. It was under their watch that we were attacked. 
So why don't we ever hear that? We, and we should remind everybody. Oh, it's such a sacred thing. They love 9-11. What would they do without it? They wouldn't have their o- filthy oil war. We wouldn't be able to uh, Halliburton stock through the roof. They made out quite well after 9-11. They love 9-11. What are you talking about? And then they, it's still uh, returning on investment for them. Again and again, as they use it now, today, to sow hatred and division, to attack the, the, the Democratic Party, because they hate the Democratic Party, because at least some, most people, I mean, there are, there, there are some corporate ghouls in the Democratic Party, too, but it's not, there is no, uh, it's not even close, not even close to the Republican Party. There are people in the Democratic Party, in fact, they need to grow a spine and fight these freaks like we're fighting for our lives. You don't ask politely. You don't write a strongly worded email. You fight them with everything you have. Everything. You don't stop. You do not say, oh, he's not worth impeachment. You impeach his filthy ass because he deserves it, because he's a traitor and a liar, and he's unfit, and Republicans will never do it. So the Donald Trump tweets, uh, this woman is a disgrace? Really? The, uh, it's a disgrace that he, he posted this lie-riddled, hate-filled video meant to stir up fear, hatred, anger, and division to, to trigger the trauma of that day and tie it to a freshman Democrat because, uh, uh, simply because it's going to earn him the, some political points with the, his white supremacist David Duke base. David Duke, I'm sure, is really happy about this tweet. And if you, uh, I mean, if you want to be in, in uh, collusion with David Duke, go right ahead. Because um, then you better look at yourself. And uh, don't go to your church every, mo- every Sunday and be like, I'm a good Christian woman. D- Yahoo. But this is what we're up against. Because let me tell you, um, Donald Trump, the other thing, we want to talk about 9-11. This is the, uh, Trump is, he also stole from the 9-11 Victims Fund. Let me just, there's so many things with... Uh, with Trump, Trump and 9-11. Of course, he was... Let me just play this one thing. We know the lies that, of Trump on 9-11. This is Trump from uh, the day of the attack boasting about his building. You have one of the landmark buildings down in the financial district, 40 Wall Street. Uh, did you have any damage or did you know what, what's happened down there? Well, it was an amazing phone call I made. 40 Wall Street actually was the second tallest building in downtown Manhattan. And, and it was actually before the World Trade Center was the tallest. And then when they built the World Trade Center, it became known as the second tallest. And now it's the tallest. And I just spoke to my people and they said it's the most unbelievable site. Uh, can you believe that? That's the first thing out of his mouth on the day of the attacks. The other thing is he, he said that he saw the attacks. Uh, well, this is another thing. He said he helped. He was down there clearing rubble. Someone who helped clear the rubble. And I was there and I watched and I helped a little bit. 
But I want to tell you, those people were amazing. Clearing the rubble, trying to find additional lives. You didn't know what was going to come down on all of us, and they handled it. He just lied. He, he wasn't down there. He wasn't clearing rubble. And if he did go down there, you would believe there would be a, a photo op of him and a shovel or something. And then they'd walk away. Him and Milani in high heels. Um, yeah. The, what else did he say? Well, of course, there's so many things that he, he said. Not just the tallest building. He said that uh, he saw people celebrating... And, I mean, all the lies. But he also, the other thing is that, let me see. Donald Trump, he also, where is this? Trump accepted public thanks for donating to 9-11 charity in months after attack, but City Review finds no evidence he did so. Of course not. He's a fucking liar. He is a greedy little liar. What a little, tiny, little person we have there. Little man, little king baby in the White House. Boom, boom, boom. I need more money. I was going to steal from people uh, who are victims of 9-11. You know, because, and then I'm going to use the greatest terrorist attack that ever happened on this country's soil the most uh, horrific event that happened under Republican watch, of course, as another opportunity to divide and conquer the rubes I have always spent my life grifting and stealing from. Because there's a sucker born every minute. And Trump supporters are living proof. So um, we're going to take a break. We need a break here. So, same as always, we're going to do eight minutes, and I could probably just go right through, but I'm just going to do a break. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, my name is Tara Devlin. Please become a patron. Give the show a review on iTunes. Also, if you know anybody that... Uh, I see a lot of people on Twitter that you could follow me at Real Tara Devlin on Twitter. And uh, a few people have been tweeting to Stephanie Miller to put Tara Buster on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. That's very nice. Thank you. Maybe keep doing that. Keep it up. That would help. Anything to help us grow is kindly and enthusiastically accepted and appreciated. So let's meet back here in eight minutes. We're going to have the Green News Report with Brad and Desi and then Labor History in Two with Rick Smith, and I'll see you in eight. Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. The president, not the bureaucracy, will have sole authority to make the final decision when we get caught up in problems. 
President Trump moves to strip states and the State Department of authority over oil and gas pipelines. The sand and salt being sprayed is salt in the wound for areas still recovering from last month's flooding. Midwest states hit with second bomb cyclone in three weeks. Plus, world's glaciers melting faster than predicted thanks to man-made global warming. Thanks, man-made global warming. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. President Trump claimed that the noise made by wind turbines causes cancer. I've been trying to decide all day what the craziest part of that sentence is, and I think it's president. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, you have been warning us, and now it's here. Yes, the second massive intense bomb cyclone blizzard in three weeks is plowing across six states in the Midwest, shutting down highways and air travel, and causing more flooding in areas still reeling from billions of dollars in damages from the last storm. Thanks, man-made global warming. In Minnesota, an ice jam on a swollen river has already collapsed a bridge in Norman County, again underscoring that our crumb infrastructure is not ready for these more frequent extreme weather events that have been turbocharged by man-made global warming. Thanks. But Politico reports that victims will have to wait for federal disaster assistance. Senate negotiations have broken down over a $13 billion emergency disaster relief funding bill due in large part to President Trump's false insistence that Puerto Rico has received too much money in the wake of Hurricane Maria's devastation in 2017. In reality, the majority of the disaster relief funding has not reached the island yet. Victims of the current floods and last fall's catastrophic hurricanes and wildfires will remain stuck in limbo while Congress is on recess. He's pretending that we have given $91 billion to Puerto Rico. That's not true. Right. Not by a long shot. In a new report, the World Meteorological Organization calculates that in 2018, 62 million people around the world were impacted by extreme weather disasters and warns that extreme weather is worsening hunger and conflict in already volatile regions around the world. It's also worsening migration from Central America, something that you'd think Donald Trump would care about, but he doesn't care about much, does he? Nope. President Trump moved to make climate change and pollution even worse on Wednesday in Texas. He signed two far-reaching executive orders dramatically speeding up permitting and construction of oil and gas pipelines, even as U.S. oil and gas production is at record highs. The orders make it harder for states to block new fossil fuel infrastructure using their authority under the Clean Water Act to reject projects that threaten water quality. I don't understand. I thought that Republicans were in favor of states' rights. Why would they support taking away the state's rights to prevent pollution of their drinking water? An excellent question. Trump falsely claimed that New York State's rejection of the proposed Constitution natural gas pipeline in its watershed somehow affects U.S. access to oil. We actually buy a lot of oil from other countries like Russia because we aren't being permitted to build a pipeline through New York State. Trump's orders also strip the State Department of authority over pipelines that cross international borders, like the controversial Keystone XL pipeline. So now this is the sole authority of the president to approve such pipelines? Sounds like it. 
He ordered the Transportation Department to change the rules to allow extremely flammable, liquefied natural gas to be shipped by rail and truck, and added other provisions to block state control. Because preventing things from blowing up and killing people, that's just red tape, Desi. Critics like the Western Governors Association said the orders trample long-established states' rights. Meanwhile, levels of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere are now the highest they've been in three million years. That's according to an international team of scientists. They concluded that the last time atmospheric CO2 was this high, sea levels were 60 feet higher than they are today, and Antarctica had trees. Finally, a different new study in the journal Nature warns that the impact of man-made global warming is melting the world's glaciers faster than expected. The largest ever study of the world's glaciers finds they're shrinking five times faster today than they were in the 1960s. And the rate is speeding up, too, nearly 20% faster than calculated by U.N. scientists back in 2013. Our scientists are great when they take a picture of a black hole 53 million light years away, but they don't know what they're talking about when it comes to global warming, I guess. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Please help progressive voices support the Green News Report. By stopping by bradblog.com slash donate. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1919. That was the day the telephone girls, as they were called, walked out on strike against New England Bell, essentially crippling communications in five New England states. It was considered the most massive strike of women workers since the uprising of the 20,000 in 1909. They were members of the all-women National Telephone Operators Department of the IBEW. Historian Stephen Norwood devoted many pages to the strike in his book, Labor's Flaming Youth. The government had taken over the nation's telephone and telegraph industries during World War I and placed it under the control of Postmaster General Albert Burleson. Just days earlier, thousands of angry women who worked in the Boston exchanges packed Faneuil Hall demanding immediate strike action. Julia O'Connor, the leader of the Telephone Operators Union, called for the strike on this day at 7 a.m. The union demanded a 60% wage increase and full scale to be reached after four years instead of seven. Union and non-union alike responded to the strike call and walked off the job, establishing 24-hour picketing. On the second day of the strike, over 1,000 striking telephone operators marched through the streets of Boston and were cheered on by returning soldiers. O'Connor organized picketing around the Boston hotels where out-of-town strike breakers were housed. Unionized service workers across the city denied services to the scabs. Postmaster Burleson smeared the striking women as unpatriotic and threatened to replace them with returning soldiers. The soldiers, however, sided with the telephone operators. After five days, the union won direct bargaining rights and a $4 a week raise. The strike was considered one of the few post-World War I strikes to end in victory. Labor History in Two brought to you by the Illinois Labor History Society and The Rick Smith Show.
All right, guys. Thanks for sticking around. My name is Tara Devlin. I'm back from the break. I didn't really need a break, but I guess I was... I didn't want to be like, uh, I always keep, I guess, to a pattern. Whatever. I don't know. I probably could have kept on going, but I should just do that if I... But actually, I made myself a cup of coffee. I mean, uh, tea. I changed my coffee to tea. So, listen, we meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Please join us at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. Uh, e that's Eastern Standard Time. YouTube is great. You could actually donate to us live on the air while we're doing the show. Thank you, Stephen. I see that was great. Thank you so much for your donation. Uh, it really, this will help this show and the RDT Daily website continue. I'm, I mean, I'm not kidding. This is where we're at. It's up, we're, I'm really deciding what, whether to continue the, uh, the website and all, everything. Uh, I mean, the show I love to do, but it's, uh, it takes a lot. I would love to do it daily. That's the whole thing. It's kind of, um, I guess I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place with that one. I'm trying. I'm trying to get a lot of patrons. The reason we want patrons is so we can continue to grow. They should, they, ultimately, if we get enough patrons, I will do the show every day, and we will have a, um, we'll have more writers at RDT Daily. We'll be able to produce more liberal content, and we won't be stuck in the corporate media uh, at the mercy of the corporate media, because that's what they want. We, they want us at the mercy of corporations, at the mercy of the, their message. That's why we knew. I knew when, when Bill Clinton signed the Telecommunications Act that it was over, that we're in trouble. All these steps to undermine democracy, one little regulation or deregulation at a time, is why we are here today. You, I don't think that Trump would have been as successful in a, in a world, in a country, where we, had, where we didn't have six giant uh, multinational corporations owning the entire discourse. That's what they own. They own the uh, avenues of communications in this country. From, we had, it used to be 50... Then Bill Clinton signed the Telecommunications Act to deregulate the media, and now we have six. And also, somebody asked him about that not too long ago, and he was like, oh, yeah, I realize now in, in retrospect that was a mistake. Really, they always realize in retrospect what a mistake it was. And it used to really get me aggravated when I would hear Hillary Clinton complain about Fox News because I would say, go complain to your husband. Because they knew what they were doing. Bill Clinton um, and the neoliberal DLC is really part of the reason why we're here today. And the other thing I wanted to talk about was that, was that we're not going to win this next election. Everybody thinks that, oh, uh, I, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm really kind of afraid that, that Trump is going to win in uh the what do you call it you know the next election and i'm not so i i mean i'm really afraid that he's going to 
So that's going to be it. Wait, hold on. Something happened to my computer here. Boom, boom, boom. So weird. God in heaven. What the hell just happened? Wait a minute, guys. One second. Every article I was working on just, like, went off the page. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, and I see what's going on on MSNBC. They are, they, we have, they, they're so anti-Bernie that it's, it's beyond compare. And I see that they, they're, they really want to run a moderate Republican Democrat. They think that a moderate is the, the key to success in, for the Democratic Party. But it's really, they're, they're, they're speaking through their own biases, actually. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about uh, John Hickenlooper, who, um, <laughs> who was on there, and they were harassing him. It was really weird. It was sort of like, I don't know, I felt like I was watching a, the, a trial of, uh, in, in the old Soviet Union, are you a are you a proud capitalist? It was so weird too because they wanted him to say he was a proud capitalist. It wasn't just it wasn't enough for him to say he was a capitalist. They wanted to they needed to hear that he was a proud capitalist, which is very bizarre. And um so they finally got their wish when he did say, he actually said the, uh, the other day, that he, he is a capitalist. So he came back on Morning Joe. Let me just, uh, let me play this. Let me see. Uh, and Hickenlooper, came, he's a Democratic candidate, and he finally went back on Morning Joe, and they questioned him again for a, for a chance to question him, and they, they got it, and they got the right answer they were looking for. Former governor of Colorado in 2020, Democratic presidential candidate John Hickenlooper, you're back. I'm back. You came back. I came back. So why don't we start? You ready for the question? <laughs> Are you ready for it? Here we go. Are you now? Or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? Wait, that's not the right question. Hold on a second. So, um, are you a capitalist? I think the answer is yes. Hey! Okay. I am. Uh, but, you know, more than that, I'm an entrepreneur. I think right. that's the best part of, uh, of being a capitalist. And, yeah. you know, I started 20 businesses, created 1,000 jobs. I understand how the system works. But the point I was trying to make was that, you know, capitalism right now isn't working for America. So let's, let, let's go. That's our, our, the next question that is so important. Um, talk about the failings of capitalism. And because, again, this is a safe thing for capitalists to do. Alan Greenspan even said income disparity is the greatest threat to American capitalism. So looking at what's gone wrong over the past 20 years, what's the greatest challenge to American capitalism? And what's the reform we need now more than ever? Well, where to start? But I would, first, I'd say over the last 40 years, if you look at we have it's amazing. We have 81,000 trade organizations that each have a lobbyist, so they're constantly working to help their sand and gravel association, mm -hmm. whoever. But I would say the greatest challenge right now is 
is really skills. And we have, you know, the last Department of Labor information showed there were 7.2 million unfilled jobs, only 6.3 million people looking. And the real issue, we don't have the skills. And think about this, 70% of our kids aren't going to get a four-year degree. So, so let me stop you there. 1991, Bill Clinton, I remember he's slogging around New Hampshire, <laughs> a new, talking about a new economy and people left behind by the new economy. Here we are uh, in, in 2019, people are talking about the same thing. He was talking about retraining and skills. You're talking about it now. Why haven't we done more over those 30 years, 25, 30 years? I think that's a fair question. You know, when- Okay, I had enough of it. The, because the, the, do you hear what his answer was or is? So, of course, he's a proud capitalist. He finally admits it. I don't understand. What's, what is this obsession to save capitalism or at least the veneer of so, somehow we have to define ourselves as, as capitalists? And uh, no matter what, that, no matter the fact that it has to, that even Joe Scarborough, who says, oh, yeah, it needs reform. What kind of reform? What, well, what the reform? What, that he was calling for? Oh, we need retraining, re, uh, re-education, putting people back to going to college. That's what Hickenlooper says. And that, that's the same weak-ass DLC, Democratic, uh, corporatist, and, uh, and Republican answer. That's uh, constantly uh, more education. If go get a degree, but put your, that's why we have this student debt crisis on top of it. It's the workers' fault. It's not the fact that the corporations are out of control, that they, that they work the uh, working class to death without sharing. Pro- oh, now, oh, wages are on the rise. They went up 2%. The, first, the, the rapid, uh, uh, you know, what do you call it? Uh, they, the first, um, the most, what do you, what's the word? Uh, the uh, increase, I'll just say. Uh, in a generation or something. Why is that? Why is that? The, that the wages went up 2% and corporate pay is off the, it's not even in the stratosphere. And they, we used to have a 25-point difference between the lowest worker and the CEO, and now it's 400 and something uh, point difference. So, How is that conducive to a successful uh, capitalism? Capitalism is not created to make you and me and every everyone wealthy. It is rapacious, and without regulation, it will destroy the planet as we see. It has brought us to the brink of destruction, and the only thing that's going to stop it is. Is bottom-up regulation that will, uh, uh, first of all, high marginal tax rates. Like, shut the F up, Howard Schultz, with your whining about how, oh, we could uh, innovate our way out of this. They, 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 everything to, to uh, do except what needs to be done. It's the same thing that goes on with the argument with health care. 
they every little oh we're going to come up with our own health care plan no i i love when i hear republicans talk about their health care plan that they're coming up with and will reveal the secret health care plan after the election which is the secret is they have no plan that their plan is actually implemented right now except now republicans are undermining it because they don't care whether you live or die i mean is that clear yet but the only thing that is the remedy, actually, is single payer or some form of Medicare for all, universal health care. All, all these idiots whining on about, I want my private plan. Uh, well, that's what they tell you on Morning Joe. A lot of people like their private plan. They like it? No, and we've talked about this a lot anyway, but nobody likes private health ins- insurance. They like getting health care. That's the, what they like. And they, but they don't like getting the bills. So, anyway, um, yeah, I just found that unbelievable. The the first time he went on there, they couldn't, they just could not shut up about. They they had a whole list of topics to discuss with him, but all they could, uh, they could, they just couldn't get past his uh, unwillingness to label himself a proud capitalist, which is kind of weird. Not just the capitalist, they wanted him to, uh, to, to adopt the proud. You got to be proud. Are you, uh, I mean, talk about a bunch of little uh, weak-ass, little tiny snowflakes. If you're, uh, why are you badgering this person? If, they, uh, if they're not a proud capitalist, move the hell on. But if capitalism is so great, why must you badger people into saying that they're so proud? But they're saying that um, that was a, um, a, an indication that the Democratic Party was in trouble, you see. Then that, oh boy, this is Bernie Sanders' influence on the Democratic Party. And if that's the case, uh, the, we're in big, big trouble when it's the the fact is that's the opposite um we uh we won't win with a moderate and i'm sick of listening to republicans and uh and wannabe republicans and the elite in their ivory tower talking about what what we the people want and the fact is, you're not going to get some. Uh, they, you think that people are going to take, um, I get Trump without the racism. That's what they. That's what the Democratic Party is offering. You know what I mean? They want to not the Democratic Party, but what some of these um, mouthpieces for the Democratic Party want the us to accept as uh, our. our representative, uh, you know, in the Democratic um, uh, ticket. But I'm just trying to find this article here about, because they've done studies actually on who wins, who actually wins elections. And um, it's not the moderates. Uh, But they always say that it's because the, it's because the base are people who come out and vote. But as Truman said, and tried to warn the Democratic Party years ago, if it comes when the voter has a choice between a, a Democrat or a Republican or a Democrat who 
acts like a Republican, they're going to pick the genuine article, meaning they're going to vote for the Republican. They're not going to vote for a Democrat just because he sounds like a Republican. We're never going to get Republicans. Uh, it, it, why are we trying to woo Republicans anyway? Is that uh, I, I don't see how that's even a thing, but it is. It just seems like they try to be a little less, uh, uh, you know, for the people. Oh, yeah, I, I'm for capitalism, and uh, not everybody should, uh, I don't know, uh, you should have your private plan and whatever. It, uh, it's such a great uh, country, right, where we are, we're paying so much for health care, twice as much as the next most expensive country, and uh, leaving, still leaving millions out, right? And, and we have worse outcomes. So uh, keep going, Republicans. That's capitalism for you. Where p- capitalism is where uh, people are splitting their insulin in half and rationing for days and dying. So, okay. Um, but that's okay. So that's what happened there. But anyway, so the, um, what is this? I was just reading this article. It says in, um, Steve, by Steve Phillips in the New York Times, it says, do the math. Moderate Democrats will not win in 2020. So um, conventional wisdom dictated that both, both Mr. Gillum and Ms. Abrams did not give Democrats their best chance. More traditional moderate white candidates were seen as most competitive. They're talking about the, the races with uh, Andrew Gillum and Stacey Abrams. And uh, let's see. But in this view, moderate candidates can better appeal and wing over the swing white vote. Midterm results laid bare this fallacy. The fallacy of that view of that view in Missouri, Claire McCaskill, the incumbent Democratic senator, lost to Josh Howley by six percentage voice uh, points. I'm just thinking of my voice not being able to say Howley. So uh, lost to Josh Howley by six percentage points, 45.5 percent to 51.5 percent. Senator McCaskill campaigned by highlighting her moderate credentials and ran a radio ad distancing herself from her party. Claire is not one of those crazy Democrats, a narrator said. She works right down the middle and finds compromise. In Tennessee, Phil Bredston, the state's former governor, lost his bid for senator by over 10 points. See, I mean, let me just back up there. That's something really to inspire you, right? Well, let me vote for this one. I'm a Democrat. Let me vote for the Democrat who doesn't want to uh, embrace her principles. That's why Bernie Sanders continues to win in Vermont, which is not really a crazy liberal state. They are uh, they vote for. And and in fact, Bernie is the most respected uh, um, politician in the country uh, that people like and uh, across both sides of the aisle, both the conservatives and normal people like Bernie, and um, they, and I am a hundred percent sure that Bernie would have won the election. There is no doubt in my mind. But um, uh, that's another story, anyway. So because he's he he is who he is, and he tells it like it is, and he's not bought by corporations. That's. That's what people like. If you just stand by your convictions, they don't like when you're 
Um, not one of those crazy Democrats. Then, then don't be a Democrat. Then get the hell out of the Democratic Party. What is so crazy? Don't get out there. Don't, don't, don't disparage your party, you, you former senator. You should have, she should have went out there and said, uh, yeah, I'm a damn Democrat for Christ's sake. Yeah, that's right. I'm the party that gave you Social Security. You're, you're living on Social Security? You, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome, bitch. That's what she should have said. Uh, yeah, I, I believe that everybody deserves health care. That, that's, that's not crazy. That's called normal all over the world. It's called crazy for assholes to be like, I like my private insurance. I want to keep it. I want to keep my insurance, my private plan that's costing t- that, that the CEOs leave their, their positions with a $1.6 billion golden parachute for denying other Americans care and kicking other people off health care. And millions can't get health care. I love it. I love that plan. And it costs twice than twice the most expensive uh, other countries. Twice as expensive, or whatever I'm saying. I don't even know. What am I saying? I'm stupid enough to like private insurance, so I can't talk. What am I talking about? And so, yeah. No, you get out there and you say, yeah, it's not crazy to expect uh, that the we the people, e pluribus unum, out of many one, that we can do this together, what every other goddamn country figured out long ago. And I just saw somebody on whatever, of course, on uh, the corporate media the, debating uh, again about universal health care. It's coming. It has to come. It will, if the Democrats get in, we will get some form of Medicare for all, I'm sure. But it should, we should get, it, that should be it. If they want to open up the Medicaid marketplace for people to buy and fine. If that's, that's how it starts, and then you can keep your private plan, you know, and that, uh, yeah, that's competition there. Then that, if that's how it has to start. But the, they're saying, oh, well, you know, it's very expensive. We went, we went to all these different think tanks, and it was, uh, they said it's going to be so expensive. It's going to be like some said it was $3.6 Some says it was $2.6 billion, trillion, I mean, but what, or whatever it was. And, uh, but that's how much we're paying today and we're still leaving people behind and we have the worst outcomes measurably worse it's a, it is a international outrage or uh, conf- the other people are confused well, they're not outraged well, maybe they're outraged because they used to think like i used to think that america was not as stupid i was little i was a little girl i remember and i thought Oh, I'm so happy to be American. I, I, really, th- I really believe this because I thought that because my father was a big World War II buff. That was another thing. So I learned a lot about history through my father and World War II, especially. And he uh, I, I remember being proud. I thought, oh, well, we were always uh, the good guys. You know, I didn't know the whole truth yet about the entire American history. I was just a child. But. I thought, oh, well, we're on the good side. We're the good guys, you know. And um, I, I wish, I miss that. I miss that kind of, that kind of mindset. I, how could we be the good guys when we let people die? When we have a freaking president who uses the terrorist attack that happened under his party's watch 
to stir up hatred and division in this country. He should be unifying this country. If only, right? No, he can't do that. He's a liar. There's too many lies going on. And then we have a bu- uh, these uh, rich people who are, they're, they're so afraid of losing their privilege that they're out there because they have these giant microphones. They don't got to go and do a show and beg for patrons. They, are, they, they have the bully pulpit. And they're out there telling people, oh, it's, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, you're a capitalist. Oh, you're, it doesn't matter. You're driving an Uber and haven't had a vacation in 10 years. And uh, you can't get sick. And you're praying that that pain in your side is just something simple that doesn't require uh, you to take a day off. And you can't even take a day off to go to the damn doctor, right? You don't, they, they don't have to worry Right. But they're telling you that, oh, you're a capitalist and look, the wages are rising and it's such a great economy. And then you even have regular average Joe morons. This is another thing. They on the on my Twitter feed. There's somebody, some right winger was like, oh, wait, we love this great economy. Something about Twitter. Um and I, because I said something that he was a con man, of course, and then so, one of the, sometimes I get responses for, and a Republican idiot um, tweeted back, oh, uh, such a crazy uh, con man or whatever, he's created such a great economy. Yeah, I mean, that is the dupe. There you go. There's a sucker born every minute, and the Trump supporter is a living proof. Because enough with this, this is such a great economy. Because it's like they're holding this watch in front of your eyes. Look at my watch. Tick tock, tick tock. You are getting sleepy. This is a great economy. Get to work, you losers. A great economy. You love your goddamn private insurance. Twit top, twit top. <laughs> I mean, really, I was hypnotizing myself just there. And I was like, this is a great economy. Yay, great economy. And then they're going to, how is it a great economy when the average American worker cannot handle a $400 emergency? And we just came off a government shutdown that this, this monster put people in, just like he's putting people in now. He's putting them in a, a sense of anxiety and PTSD. And uh, over the uh, stirring up fear and anger and division over 9-11 to attack some uh, freshman congresswoman. And the, uh, you know, the, um, anyway, whatever. You know what I'm saying. (sighs) I'm tick-tock, tick-tock. This is a great economy. And and so he, that's what I was saying. (laughs) He sends people... Uh, he takes away their paychecks and they're, they can't, they miss one paycheck and the second paycheck they're on the bread lines and the third paycheck they're, they're getting evicted. That's such a great economy. And then these assholes are saying, he's created such a great economy. And first of all, he hasn't created goddamn shit because he hasn't created a goddamn thing in his entire con man life except... A couple of scams, I mean, really. And uh, 
and and bank he created a lot of grifts and scams like how to siphon money from daddy's from daddy's trust fund without having to pay taxes for the country you supposedly love so much and hugging the flag and getting up in front of his morons and saying i think it's smart not to pay taxes that's really smart no that means that you are a taker you freak how can anybody vote for that moron nobody likes paying taxes yeah but we do it together we're in it together but that somebody who doesn't pay taxes especially somebody like him or these rich these freaks who don't want uh, who who think 20% they pay less uh tax revenue than their goddamn secretaries as a percentage right so um that's goes to show you who runs the show and as if they so you have these average joe americans cheering this con man for not paying taxes that, that means honey you don't get your your roads or your highways or your i mean on and on and on to pay for the services the the civilization yeah but he goes and hugs the flag it's exactly like i was saying all these overt these over the top displays of patriotism remember those 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 weird girls i wish i had the clip handy over there over there when those childs of uh, children of the corn uh children of the patriotic corn that he had up there tap dancing the worst show the uh ever of course it was it was a trump production but so how so let me let me ask you i don't want to hear this it's a great economy and yes of course here's the the thing the 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 it's both it's both the democratic party's fault too and the republican party i mean the Dem- the republican party i mean the democratic party allow a lot of these neoliberal Democrats allowed this to happen. They bought into this bullshit, this trickle-down bullshit for too many years. And that's why we're here. They abandoned the principles. So for, for what's-her-face to go on and say, I'm not like my crazy Democrats. You know what? Who wants to vote for you? You're, you're just, you're, you're uh, you know, I mean, you don't have any integrity. If you don't... If you think that the people in your party are crazy, then get the F out. What's so crazy, though, about wanting everybody healthy and educated and fed and living in a clean environment with, with breathable air and drinkable water and sustainable um, energy? That's really crazy? I mean, think about the Republican world. D- dripping in, in, in filth and oil with a bunch of fat gullet assholes sitting on, uh, at the top with uh, their trophy wives and whores. I mean, that's, that's, and then you got all these morons underneath chanting, USA, USA, and some have tiki torches, and they all got those red hats on. It's idiotic. So anyway, but that's the whole thing here. The, and the um, yeah, it ain't going to happen with the moderates. But what's the other thing I wanted to say about that? Hold on a second. Um, another thing I thought which was irritating. <laughs> somebody said to me, and I want to say thank you to Peggy. She donated 
and she also sent me a little note. Do something positive. Maybe each week try to find a positive story. And I thought, oh, that's a good idea. And um, But, you know, good luck, honey. Uh, you got to help me there. I, I tried to find something positive. I couldn't find anything positive. So maybe I'm... Uh, looking in the wrong places but so the let me see uh, we have a wannabe dictator in the white house i mean i could go on about the morning joe thing the other thing is that they hate they hate bernie it's constantly uh, it, it, this undermining of bernie constantly uh there that's why how you know he's the right candidate if the ivory tower is irritated and worried about it that's how you know and he they constantly i just thought that was weird i'll just play this really quickly they um they put biden at the top of a of who's uh, in the well it's also the establishment does these polls but they they put biden at the top but biden isn't even in the race officially but i'll just play this quickly yeah, she comes in fourth in New Hampshire, and she's done. Yeah. I think the other headline is Mayor Pete. In that's, a, that's a big headline also. It's a Mayor big headline. Pete. And uh, that Joe Biden hasn't gone down. Nope. Nope. Well, has. Right. Speaking and of which, that, let's look at California's uh, Super O'Rourke is at 6% Tuesday primary. launch. Uh, the Quinnipiac University poll has Biden in the lead with 26%. Sanders at 18 And home state senators, Kamala Harris at 17%. Followed by Buttigieg and Warren at 7% each. Both polls conducted late last week while Biden was dealing with all those complaints about the way he hugged people. And all right. Which that kind of annoyed me, too, that um, Mika just dismissed the accusations. The women who it's what 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 made what would make that any different from a, a statement from a Republican that would get Democrats upset that they dismissed uh, someone who is accusing a powerful person of being inappropriate with them. It wasn't just one. It was a few people, but it doesn't matter. I'm not, I don't want to really get into it, but I just thought that was really, um, and also, What's her face? Uh, Mika is always supposed to be so know your power, women, you know, keep going, women, rah, rah. And she she just made a joke about how, uh, yeah, for hugging them wrongly or whatever she said. But anyway, so, all right. The other thing is uh, that it, it annoys me. And I don't think that Joe Biden, what what is Biden... Um, what is his appeal? It's just, it's really, it feels like, it's sort of like the Beto O'Rourke thing. Beto O'Rourke is the Kim Kardashian of politics. He's able to generate media attention. But what, is there anything there? What, is there substance there? I don't think, so. I don't know, I don't know. He's not, I mean, of course, yes, I'll vote for anyone who's on the Democratic ticket. But, um, yeah. But even Biden. But I don't see how Biden is. Uh, what is so? What is the appeal? Is that, except that they they know him. He's got a like. He's got a name. 
So it's for people who don't really follow politics to, oh, we like Biden. He's he's a nice person, or so so we say or think, and he's like our Uncle Joe, and uh, we he's I don't know what's that's that's what he he has to offer. I don't know whatever, and it's really irritating that he's still not. If he's going to be in it, then get in it, or he's still thinking about it. Like get out of here. Don't it's sort of like, oh, this is the other thing that Trump said the other day. Oh, you're so lucky that I'm your president. I'm not going to play it. But that's what he said. You got to You better believe it. Uh, You are so lucky. I'm your president because um, he's talking about the Mueller report, which is another example of just how far down we're going in in the in the by way of autocracy. The the fact that we have a the 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 um, what do you call it? Trump is attacking people who are and not just Trump. It's the the Republican Party. And there is a war on democracy going on. There is uh, don't make no mistake. Just think about the way Trump talks about our democratic allies as opposed to the authoritarians whose asses he kisses. So we have, what does he say? Theresa May, she's, she's wrecked. Uh, Trudeau, dishonest and weak. This is from, um, from uh, what's his name's Twitter feed? No, I forgot. Oh, Robert Reich. Robert Reich, is, he had a list on his Twitter feed. Uh, Trudeau, dishonest and weak. Merkel, controlled by Russia. Abby. I remember Pearl Harbor, right? No, from Japan. So, um, Macron, low approval, low approval. Trump on Kim Jong-un. He's a real leader. Putin, very smart. And Sisi from Egypt, great president, great president. So, there you go. Um, he has a long uh, love affair. for. Uh, he's got dictator envy. That's it. Uh, and... The Republican Party, they don't care about that. doesn't matter with the damage he's doing, attacking the courts, attacking the press. So he's telling his uh, Trump fanzies to punch protesters and he'll pay the legal fees. When he's talking to the Chinese so-called president, he's, he, laments, he laments having term limits, unlike the Chinese president, so-called president. He go he strokes the swords of Saudis and thinking about 9/11. I remember that 16 of the 19 hijackers were from Saudi Arabia and now we have the so-called president of the United States using this traumatic event to stir up fear, hatred, anger and division against a Muslim American and stroking the swords of Saudis and covering up and helping the Saudi one of the kings, MBS, helping him cover up the murder of a the murder and dismemberment of a journalist. Uh, what else? He he talks about how he remember um, he talks about how he wishes the American people would stand for him, like Kim Jong Un gets the uh, the praise from his people that that they stand for for him in North Korea. He he's he's envious of that. And, you know, Republicans like that. He hates the judges, except for the fake judges he appoints. This is 
every authoritarian wet dream here. And he, uh, what else does he do? He, and he goes after the Department of Justice. This, I mean, it's like we keep saying these things, but it's really happening. It is happening. Do not think it's going to go away by wishing it or thinking that the walls of power or the walls of our institutions, let's say, are going to remedy this. They are chipping down the walls of our institutions. They are weakening it. Putting that, uh, that bar, that, that flunky, in, uh, you know, he got his Roy Cohn in the, as the head of the Department of Justice to cover up his, the, his treason with his, uh, with his authoritarian daddy, Putin. It's, this is all the, the building blocks of a crumbling democracy. So, in fact, there was a Rolling Stone article, Trump's latest attacks place him in the company of authoritarian strongmen by Andy Kroll. And he wrote that, uh, let me see. It's one thing for a head of state to accuse his opponents of being wrong or overly harsh, but to accuse them of treason, of betraying one's country, and to vow to investigate those critics puts Trump squarely in the company of past and present-day dictators and autocrats, according to political scientists and experts on authoritarianism. This, quote, this kind of language is frequently associated with either autocrats or would-be autocrats, whether it's Hugo Chavez in Venezuela, Juan Perón, further back in Argentina, Augusto Pinochet in Chile, or Erdogan in Turkey, Stephen Levitsky, a professor of government at Harvard University, tells Rolling Stone. Either before they take power or as they take power, they very often use the language of treason, traitor, and traitorous behavior to disqualify, discredit, and delegitimize their rivals. Um, yeah. So what, what, do you, what are Republicans doing about it? Nothing. They're covering it up. And... They're, oh, they're, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's like Paul Ryan. Every time they would ask him about the latest offense du jour, what did he do? Oh, I didn't see that. I haven't. He stuck his head in the sand. All he wanted was to steal, to make sure he can funnel more money into the pockets of himself and his pals. So uh, this is what we're up against. It doesn't matter. They don't have loyalty. They talk about uh, Representative Omar having uh, – this, this is what one of the – well, the Republicans are saying uh, on Fox News, whether she is uh, uh, loyal, whether she has dual loyalties, whether she's loyal to America. Her primary loyalty is to America. These, you think that somebody who does nothing about Donald Trump has loyalty to America? They don't have loyalties to this country. They hate this country. They hate the idea of America. They don't want a democratic republic. They, it's much easier to be an autocrat, to just order th- something. He, uh, just this week, another th- uh, the president of Egypt came, and there Trump praises him. He's doing a great job. Meanwhile, this guy's hanging people, they, and they're 
talking, he's executing people in droves by hanging, and there it's to silence dissent. Trump wishes he could do that. He wants to do that. He thinks it's strong not to have judges. This is another thing that, uh, I mean, it's just how much more? How much more? He complained about laws. Here's this. Well, I never said I'm cleaning house. I don't know who came up with that expression. We have a lot of great people over there. We have bad laws. We have a judge that just ruled incredibly uh, that he doesn't want people staying in Mexico. Uh, Figure that one out. Uh, Nobody can believe these decisions we're getting from the Ninth Circuit. It's a disgrace. And so we're fighting the bad laws, the the bad things that are coming out of Congress. You have a Democrat Congress that's obstructing. You talk about obstruction, the greatest obstruction anyone's ever seen. All they have to do is spend 20 minutes and they can fix this whole problem. We have the worst laws of any country anywhere in the world, whether it's catch and release or or any one of them. I mean, I could name, I could sit here and name them, but if you did, if you got rid of catch and release, chain migration, uh, visa lottery, uh, you have to fix the asylum situation. It's ridiculous. You have people coming in claiming asylum. They're all reading exactly what the lawyer gives them. They have a piece of paper, read what that is, and all of a sudden you're entitled to asylum. And some of these people are not people you want in our country. So we are uh, building a lot of walls. He's, he's, Full of shit, too. That's another thing. Um, Notice everything that he cited were all about the other, about the scary other immigrant who is coming and not good people. They're just all bad people. They're going to smother you in your sleep. You better be afraid. So, And he praises the uh, president, the so-called president of of Egypt for his great victory in the election, which their the election uh, overseers are saying that it, w- it was a sham election, just like the one, the, the way Trump likes. He likes shams and scams and grifters. It's a, so it doesn't matter how they got to power, as long as you have power. But you see, it takes a strong person with a, a mature core and uh, emotional maturity to function in a democracy. Somebody has to really respect democracy and, and respect our country to understand that we, that, that we are a nation of laws. And being a nation of laws means that a lot of people fought, bled, and died to entrust it to us. And it may be, uh, he's saying that all the, they're always getting bad rulings, bad rulings. And he, he blames the Ninth Circuit, which is, that's his attack court du jour. But they, it's, uh, uh, he's getting bad rulings because he's a fucking fascist. He's a fascist who is, he breaks the laws. He doesn't like the, the laws constraining him. Just like he didn't like the tax laws that say that he had to t- pay taxes on daddy's on the trust fund that daddy gave him. So instead, they came up with a scam to create a an elaborate scheme of sham businesses to siphon money out of daddy's tr- uh, tr- trust fund tax free. And then they used those scam sham invoices to go to, uh, to go to the the um, you know to the gov- government and 
and uh, justify raising rents on tenants, on rent-controlled apartments. That's how, what a greedy little grifter Trump is. And also, I mean, I only have a couple of minutes left, but his sister, too. His sister is a judge, or was a judge, but she just retired. Oh, my God, here's, the, here's Tara Jr. Jr. Oh, hello. Tara Jr. Jr. makes a rare appearance. Say something to the people. All right. Very quiet now. You're not talking? Anyway, but his, his sister um, just retired. So because there is an article in the New York Times that talked about this scheme that Trump and his family, because they're a crime family, came up with to siphon money out of daddy's trust fund. And instead of <laughs> facing the, uh, the music... Somebody filed an ex an, an ethics charge against her for corruption or whatever it was, and she retired. So we don't get to see, and she gets a very cushy lifestyle now because it's all about money for these people. Can you believe this? That we're being judged and ruled by grifters. So, all right, guys, I only have like 30 seconds. Uh, it goes by so fast. I wish everybody would become a patron <laughs> and ha find happiness. If you become a patron, it will make you happy. Er. But you know why it'll make you happy? Because we will be able to continue to fight these bastards together. Because uh, we're in it together. As I always say, we stick together, we win, and we will win. So do me a favor. Uh, see me here next week at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. Become a patron. Buy some merch. Because we won't be able to do it without you. I always say we stick together, we win. Because there's no other way to win. Okay, guys. Uh, my name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out with me. And I will see you next week.